0: Welcome to Positive People Posse presents Taco Talks. I'm your host, Dom Green, life enthusiast of Positive People Posse. And I'm very excited to do this recap because Taco Talks was this big web series and this idea that I had that I wanted to strategize where I could get involved with people that were doing stuff that was really just great, not just in Kansas City, but just for the fact that, you know, there are a lot of people that have these awesome stories. And so, uh, for me to do a recap, it allows me to kind of expand beyond what we did sitting down face to face. So you guys can also look at the, uh, you know, this actual taco talks on YouTube and Facebook, but you know, the magic is really just understanding and doing a recap on our perspectives. My point of view is a little bit different than yours. So my takeaways might be truly different than yours, but Hey, life is a learning game, and this is a process. Uh, Wes Bergman is going to be the first one that we do a recap on, and I want to call this one Little Bit of Ego, (laughs) Little Bit of Ego. I think we all have a little bit of ego, but when I sat down with Wes, there was this, uh, he's got this awareness of him, you know, he has this draw, and a lot of people know of him as this reality TV star, but for me you know um this is a friend you know this is a person that i knew uh and had a relationship for north of a decade and um you know he was pretty much just uh brought to me bestowed to me um from a dear friend of ours who we referred to as drago drago is a 6 foot 5 giant guy who looks like ivan drago from the movie rocky and um you know we we shared something there there was first of all that, uh, that second degree of separation um, that we have in Kansas City. But, you know, there was this, um, I don't know, there's this hidden instinct and there was this drive. And something about Wes um, that he brings to the table is just really about his wisdom. You know, he hasn't just did one thing. People know of him as a reality star, but he's much more than that. He's an entrepreneur. He's a mentor. And so when I sat down with him, You know, a lot of the takeaways that I got from him is uh, what you'll hear in this episode where he says, when I said, hey, you got a little bit of ego. And he says, a little bit of ego. (laughs) This is a guy who has awareness. He understands, um, you know, how he, his airness. So, you know, once we really got into, um, you know, the, the heart of the conversations, there were things that were left out on this episode that I really wanted it wanted in there and uh, one of the things was the fact that Wes Bergman is a person who started this startup village and I actually did an interview there in order to get one of my past companies which was Random Shirt Club. Um, It was a successfully unsuccessful business and he actually talks about some of the things in that, this episode that we're going to uh, play for you. And it comes down to you know some of our, um, our insecurities as uh, human beings, like when we get older, we're not as receptive to new ideas and our egos kind of get in front of us. And so without further ado, I would love for you guys to listen to uh, Wes Bergman's episode. Called A Little Bit of Ego. Hi, I'm Dom Green with Positive People Posse. I'm excited to show you what we call Positive People Posse Presents Taco Talks. This is the look and listen from the minds of the businessmen, women, entrepreneurs, and those who enjoy their lives successfully. We're going to discuss their stories over my favorite food, tacos. Bottom line, if you don't like tacos, I don't trust you. I believe that tacos bring us all together. Be sure to follow us at Positive People Posse. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Good vibes, stay positive. It's Positive People Posse presenting Taco Talks. My next guest is called the Commander. He's also called the most infamous ginger in Kansas City, Mr. Weston Bergman. Damn right. You ready to talk about it?
1: I'm ready to eat
0: some tacos. 80's montage shot right here. (laughs) (laughs) One more.
1: research That's great. I okay I have to acknowledge this tacos are also my favorite but there's a lot of places that have tacos not a lot of places that have Peruvian ceviche <laughs> and I know that I don't want to f- you guys for, for it. I can put hey, man, the ceviche the in we're a tortilla it's if great. I have to no, I like it. but like you don't see so ceviche let's, everywhere let's do that too so
0: let's just do ceviche Cebiche, yeah that'd be it. awesome you know what if you could just bring out you know to beach wanna be Yeah, yeah. You That'd got be it. awesome, man. I'll get that in for you. All All right. you do you want anything else, sir?
1: No, nope. that'll do it. All right, great. On, appreciate these. it. Let me get out of your way. That'll
0: be it. Wes, I appreciate you being here today.
1: I appreciate you inviting man, me, man. You know, just
0: lovely yeah. seeing your face.
1: I'm just so happy to be in your presence.
0: <laughs> as I said, outside, you're the most infamous ginger in Kansas City. The,
1: the best-looking ginger okay. in the world, actually. Okay. I'm the leader of gingers. I love
0: this quality
1: aspect of you. You know, you're just yeah. got that a
0: little bit of ego.
1: But a, a little bit. But, I mean, it's paying tribute. Okay, so a lot of redheads, when you're growing up, we're not as good-looking as this. Yes. Like, you have to, we flock. You are. Like You. So, I spent many of years where I just was a not a very good-looking guy, and every day my life I've gotten better looking and so I'm you know what you're owning it it's just the red every redhead in the world gets better looking every day and like we just have a lot of longevity we just we just start slow so tell me about you know who Wes is right now I mean I think we all kind of have
0: an understanding who you are but you know i don't think that a lot of people know that you know you're this entrepreneur you're a guy who is really self-made in a way
1: well I'm, de- I'm definitely self-driven but i'm not self-made yes i mean i have an incredible support structure of friends and family and unfair advantages that happened early in my childhood and all sorts of stuff to where i don't like the self-made stuff i'm sure that there are obviously self-made people out there but i'm not one of them i'm not gonna like, awesome. I'm not going to claim that. Um, you know, Obama got in trouble like seven, eight years ago. He had some quote. He was talking about startups and small businesses. He's like, you know, you didn't get here on your own. And, every, and all the entrepreneurs yeah. in the world like attacked him. And I'm, I'm sitting back and I'm like... You guys understand, like, none of one's really self-made. We all need right the government, and we need offices, and we For need sure. roads, and we need incubators, and we need investors, and we need customers, and we need, you know, all the podcasts that help promote yeah. our stuff. We need all that stuff that just rises us all up. And so I think the entrepreneurs, like, went too fast, and they, they, they have this badge of self-made BS, but the reality is, uh, like, I might be the leader of my organization, but I'm I'm surrounded by people that help us out and make it all possible. That's awesome. But no, what I do is I own, I own what's called a business incubator, which is kind of like a, a gym for startups where you pay a, a fee to get into the gym. And then instead of having treadmills and weights and personal trainers, we have office space and access to investors and consultation and classes and all sorts of things designed to increase an entrepreneur's likelihood of success. And what we get paid in exchange is 5% ownership of each company that comes through our doors. So there's, we really only get paid if we turn the companies into yeah. these mega big it companies. It has to work. It has to work. And, if we, and otherwise, we lose everything. Sure. And we do lose everything most of the time, but every once in a while, a big success will come through and we'll get, it'll be lucrative.
0: You know, I started writing a book probably about five years ago and I look back on those chapters and I'm saying, okay, I do kind of believe that, but this is how it's changed. And so there's no way I can even produce a book because I'm constantly growing and I'm learning new things and I'm reading different books and meeting different people. You know, that type of influence and stuff, I, I think that the way you're what you're saying is like you kind of navigate through life and you kind of pick your roadmap. As you kind of just go down the road and, you know, you figure out, you know, maybe some of those insecure sides of a business that you need to address and to make you, uh, you know, more, you know, more
1: fluid. You know? Right. Yeah, it's just the scientific method. Yeah. So you have these hy- a hypothesis, and you dip your toe into the water of whatever the cheapest, fastest way is to get data on whether or not your hypothesis is correct. But all too often, people are like, okay, I have this hypothesis of I wanna, I don't know, mow lawns or whatever. And, in, and they build this big, robust thing where they've got all these contractors and designs and architecture and yada, yada, yada. And really, it's like, just walk your lawnmower to your neighbor's house and ask if they want their lawn mowed and then get feedback about how you did and grow from there. And every day that we get older, we get more, like, risk-averse, and we think that planning takes the risk out of a business opportunity, and it doesn't at all. It almost does the opposite. Um, and so we have to really harness that inner child that would, would have taken that advice and would have just walked down the street with his lawnmower and and go away from the old-person advice this like, okay, let's sit down and pull out a whiteboard and talk about everything. We'll plan it all out. Like, actually, children are more instinctually ready for entrepreneurship than adults. If you come into an interview process with me and you've got an MBA or you went to a really good oh school, my. you start lower yeah. because you're going to be more risk aversial and more other opportunities dragging you in other directions and you're not as good as getting punched in the face at the other, I don't know, public school kids that maybe didn't. For or, sure. uh, Are So we just have better success with those types. The
0: pampered right, type. Yeah. guys. Yeah. I that um, here
1: for you. Oh, shoot. And,
0: so I think that a lot of people just kind of know of you as, you know, this reality thing, this reality guy. You know what, you know, what I've always seen is a person who's been kind of more passionate. How do you divide up, you know, who you are? You know, because I feel like. Entrepreneurs, All right. There's nothing. Kind of like there's nothing.
1: There's nothing to divide. When I was in first grade, I took a wheelbarrow from my parents' house, drove, walked it down to the Brookside Park. Shoveled in all the dirt from the playground, took out all the rocks, all the weeds, and went door-to-door selling better dirt for gardeners. And there's just been one silly thing after another. It's always just been entrepreneurship. I've been passionate about it and studying it and obsessing over it for my entire life.
0: All right, so part two, the tacos have arrived. The tribe tacos have arrived. Actually, Wes even says that this was like his favorite taco joint in Kansas City. So shout out to Tribe Tacos (laughs) uh, down in the River Market, by the way. Um, And so me and Wes, we actually talk about the life balance and simplifying your business plan. I think this was very pivotal. Um, As I mentioned before, I did a presentation for Beta Blocks and they actually turned me down because I didn't simplify my plan. Actually, I wanna, I'm want i going to give you this, this big number, $50,000. That's what I spent in the course of six months. And I didn't simplify my business plan. And I was set up for failure. I was successfully unsuccessful. And this guy, he goes through startup after startup and trying to simplify their business plans. And so I would say that if you take anything from this next part, first of all, you need to find balance in your life. And also, if you have this idea, try to simplify it. Uh, Positive people posse is a little bit more complex, um, but it's quite simple. What we want to be is people. We're all people. We want to engage with people people make you happy, people make you sad, people make you mad and angry. Um, If you continue listening to these podcasts, you'll actually hear where I found that from. And it was through a great interaction. And so we're all about engaging and inspiring, being inspired, storytelling, but we want to interact and inspire. So This is um, the second part. And before we get to the second part, I would like to give a quick shout out to Green Grove CBD shop. Find your balance with Green Grove CBD. They also have a store in the plaza. You can go in there. And if you mention us, Posse, you receive 10% off and also free shipping if you actually order online. So You know, something that I really admire about this company is, you know, although they are in business for profit, they are actually giving back in a way. So every purchase that you make on GreenGroveCBD.com plants a tree. So uh, if you're going to support anything, support, you know, your local company, support people that actually give back, you know, we're all about being resourceful ourselves so go to GreenGroveCBD.com and save 10% when you use the code POSSE. That's P-O-S-S-E. Uh, don't spell it the other way. <laughs> Live freely, stay positive, and here's part two.
1: All right, guys, are ready for tacos? Yeah. Yes, yeah sir. All right, so on this plate here, I have the chicken mole and the asada race. Nice. On this plate here, I have the al pastor, the fried haddock, and then the nopales. Some lime wedges in there so you can freshen it up. And then anything else I
0: can get for you right now? And it looks amazing. I think think it's, it's, or hot sauce? Hot sauce, yes. Yes. Yeah, you nice. want the like the full board of hot sauces or house hot sauces? Please. Really nice. right. Yeah, for you. <laughs> All right, grab the taco, man. I'm ready. Grab the taco. I'm ready. You going let me know how this goes. I want to hear like the mmm. You gotta got to sell
1: it. I'm selling it. <laughs> and I'm going for the
0: The heat The heat. Heat in your mouth, the heat in your mm. beat. All right, cheers to you, man. Cheers. And many, many more drinks. Whoa, that was hot. Mm. Whoa, that was good, though. I can't mm. taste it good, enough. I was heat.
1: That's, that's so good, though.
0: Okay, no, no, no. I tasted meat now. No, that's delicious. This
1: is the best taco I've had in a long time.
0: Mm. All right, we're good. So tell me a little bit about your balance. You know, just life balance.
1: Well, routines are very, very helpful, obviously. I mean, I'm not an innovator at all when I say that, but routines get the most out of my days. Um, and I just have to set aside time to be with my wife. I mean, is what it boils down to. If I don't put, this is gonna sound so bad, but if I don't put her in the calendar, it's not gonna <laughs> It's, it's not, just gonna happen. not gonna happen. I say that often too. The calendar is my boss. I do what the calendar says. And if the calendar says, you know, you gotta take your wife on a date, then you gotta take your wife on a date.
0: So the, the company that you keep, you know, how do you surround yourself, who do you
1: surround yourself with? So I've got my high school friends that I use to keep me grounded, so that, that have not one interest in business whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so all we talk about is sports and, you know, whatever guys talk about, competition, barbecue, smoking, whatever. All the guy stuff. All the guy stuff. So I need them to keep me grounded and be around, be around me to where I'm not constantly thinking about startups and investing in entrepreneurship. But then at the other end of the spectrum, I purposely put myself, I've got a group of guys in Kansas City and a group of guys in Tulsa to where we get together strictly to get stuff off our chest Mm -hmm. about entrepreneurship. It's like group therapy or it's like Alcoholics Anonymous but for, you know, entrepreneurs. So we just go around in a circle and we just bitch for like 20 or 30 minutes a piece. And then they get to provide advice of like, this is how I got through that and this is how I got through that and it just feels so good to not be alone, which is what you know, a lot of entrepreneurs feel.
0: Advice for a person who's an entrepreneur and they want to, they don't know where to start, and, I mean, what's some of the, the both? I mean, a couple bullet points, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it depends on if they have an idea or not, but it mostly comes down to you have to solve a big problem. So Paul Graham's big thing, and he's one of the guys that I study His one is build build things people want. And it seems like such simple cliche advice, but so many of us are like, oh, we wanna start a company. And then they realize that what they're built isn't solving a problem and no one's gonna buy it. And so if you think as a customer, we don't spend our money on anything that isn't solving a problem. We're hungry, we buy food, but we don't buy these things where they're like, oh yeah, it's slightly better than what I already know works. That um, you we just don't do that, and so we when you as an entrepreneur are thinking about what to what to build, just really really ask yourself, or find a way to experiment with and prove that you're that you're solving something that's just an, a giant actual pain and not just something that sounds cool or looks cool to you, but to where you're like, oh man, customers are like really struggling with it, um, and I think it's a Dave McClure quote, but I'm not quite sure uh, who to give credit to it, but and say it's like the difference between painkillers, vitamins, and Viagra. If you needed a vitamin right now, how much would you pay for it, right? And it would be maybe 10 cents max. So you'd pay very little because it's not a big problem. You're not like, oh, I really need a vitamin, so you maybe pay 10 cents or more than likely ignore it. But if you had a headache, and I was like, here's a painkiller, how much you want to charge, How much you want for it, or how uh, you'd for say, sure. yeah, you'd say, I don't know, five bucks, ten yeah. bucks because you got a headache and you want yeah. to enjoy your lunch. But now if you were a man that needed a Viagra and, like, you know, you're, you've just taken home the girl of your dreams and you're just struggling in whatever capacity, that's a huge problem. How yeah. much are you willing to pay at that a time? It might be a thousand dollars. And so what sorry,
0: we mom. sorry,
1: Sorry. <laughs> sorry to all moms. Uh, but it's just an analogy, okay? We uh, so we don't have to don't read into the analogy too much. But what we want to do as entrepreneurs we want to find a problem that is analogous to Viagra, which is such a big problem that's that a human out there is gonna be willing to pay a bunch of money for it, as opposed to you know, vitamins, which is a saturated market, not all that special. If you're eating correctly, uh, you don't even need vitamins at all because you're getting it in your food, so it's not a need, it's barely a want. No one's gonna pay any money for it. But Viagra, they kind of had a clean slate to just solve a giant problem and become billionaires. Giant problem. Maybe in your case. Um, mine's more of an average, an average problem. Um, but yeah, so solve a big problem and like, actually determine, is this a real problem or am I just making, am I just pretending it's a real yeah. problem?
0: Wes, I really appreciate this interview. You know, I feel like you're you know, very authentic. And you know, I yes, just appreciate you. just uh, you sharing and being more of a resource to the community as well. And um, I just need a couple words on how you feel about Kansas City. You know, what's Kansas City
1: to you? Kansas City is one of the greatest places in the world, and anyone who tries to take that away from us isn't paying enough attention.
0: Yes! I love your energy.
1: I've been all over the world. Yeah. My passport book couldn't be sluttier looking. <laughs> I literally have an apartment in a downtown yeah. metropolitan city in another state. Yeah. I've lived in a lot of different places across the United States. This is home, and it's home for a reason. And we have a lot of stuff going on for us. We pull from all the best. Yeah. For sure. We've got all the big city stuff that we would need. And we've got all the small city stuff that keeps our people good people. Um, and we've got great tacos. Let's go. We got great tacos. Which is, you know, priority number one. Yeah. Especially yeah. No, on this show.
0: Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Well, thanks again. It's Positive People Posse presenting Taco Talks. Wes Bergman. Thank you.
1: You're very welcome. And we're back.
0: Thank you very much for tuning in to the Positive People Posse Taco Talks recap. If you're a visual person and just want to see this web series, you can go to YouTube and look up Taco Talks. There are part ones and part twos, so don't get confused. But just stay tuned because we're going to actually roll out all of these episodes in the coming weeks. So you can hear the recaps and my takes and some more exciting news. And, Um, you know, the reason why I thought this was very important uh, for us to actually do a podcast was the fact that when people are working, you know, they can actually listen to something and not have to be so dialed into watching something um there's a lot of distractions but you know what we really want to bring is resource and you know there's a a lot of value in conversation and storytelling and you know sometimes when we listen to things we just hear something that we take away from from a conversation we might not remember the entirety of the conversation but we do hear a couple things that just jump up jump and speak to us and I get inspired by, you know, a certain quote sometimes or certain inflections and whatever it may be. And so um, the value is in actually taking the time and listening, because when we're watching something, we have all these distractions. We have all these things that we're, we're focusing on. <laughs> You're probably looking at the tacos more than hearing, you know, the tone of my voice. Um, you know, so that's the biggest takeaway for me is understanding that podcast, you know, it speaks volumes because you're you're able to hear the real rawness, the less less of the edited version and then the more sincere version. And so us bringing this to, um, you know, the podcast airwaves or Internet waves, um, it's really huge for us because we know that this is a speaking platform and we can tell our story. And we can tell other stories and we can inspire others and we can have fun. You know, we can laugh and we can joke. We can clown, but we can actually talk about stories and we can relate with one another. That's important to us. Again, we appreciate you guys for listening. You know, this is all new to us. So uh, grow with us. Subscribe. You can follow us on iTunes and Spotify and, of course, Instagram at Positive People Posse And our website, positivepeopleposse.com. Stay tuned, live freely, stay positive, and we'll hear you soon. And we'll see you soon. (laughs) Cut that. (laughs) And we'll see you soon.